2: From the Berkshires to the sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now, here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 70, Rob Parker.
3: Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Rob Parker. What a great episode we have for you. Coming up, we'll talk with David Grubb from MLBBro.com. We'll talk about some of the storylines that uh, the site is covering around Major League Baseball. Also, foul or fail with J.R. Gamble. Anthony Masterson will give us some analytics to uh, tickle your fancy. And David Gascons along as well, and uh, he'll have some gambling tips. All that and more Inside the Parker starts now.
2: To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep them up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball.
3: Number one. On the same day that the Nevada State Senate voted to approve a $380 million in public funds to build a new ballpark to lure the athletics from Oakland to Las Vegas, fans in the Bay Area in Oakland uh, had a... Reverse boycott. I've heard of a boycott where people don't show up. The reverse boycott where that they've showed up to show the owners of the A's and Major League Baseball that there is a fan base in Oakland. They drew 27,000 fans to the stadium, and uh, they were giving away 7,000 green T-shirts with cell embroiled uh, embroiled on the front of the shirt. This was an interesting tactic by the fans that, uh, you know, they're not happy and and it's unfortunate because I think Oakland gets a bad rap. We know the Warriors moved out of Oakland to San Francisco. We know the Raiders left uh, the city of Oakland high and dry. But baseball, as well as those sports, has a, a fantastic tradition in Oakland. I mean, the Oakland A's won three World Series in a row, had some great players on their teams in a day. Catfish Hunter, Vida Blue, Joe Rudy, Gene Tennis. I can go on and on and on. Then, of course, Tony La Russa and the Bash brothers, they won a World Series as well in Oakland. Uh, Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, and the, and that gang of, of players. So there's a long winning history of people in uh, Oakland who love the A's. They also have the probably one of the best Uniform, the one that Reggie Jackson wore in the 60s and 70s with the sleeveless uh, uniform jersey. I mean, you could show off your guns or put a t shirt on. But anyway, it it looks like it's just destined that Oakland is going to lose yet another team and be teamless. And the Oakland A's will wind up in Las Vegas with their football team. And it's sad, but uh, and I feel bad for the fans. And I love that they still wanted to have this kind of protest and reverse boycott and showed up in big numbers, 27,000. And funny because the team actually had been hot winning six games in a row at one point. But uh, it's all going to be for naught. The uh, A's will no longer be in uh, Oakland. It's just a matter of time.
2: Number two.
3: Entering Wednesday's action in Major League Baseball, there's no doubt about it, the two most disappointing teams in baseball, the New York Metropolitans and the San Diego Padres both sit below 500 which it says a lot when you think about how disappointing and uninspired the, their baseball has been and all the money that was spent for these two teams I'll be the first one to tell you both of these teams were going to the postseason in, in my book and I had the San Diego Padres um, winning a World Series. My my World Series picked Padres over the Yankees in the World Series, and they they have so much talent, and yet it has been a struggle for the Padres. The Mets have had some bright spots, some bright, but still injuries. They have the older pitchers and Scherzer and Verlander; those guys have missed time. Uh, Pete Alonso's out. That's a big blow. This guy's hit as many home runs as, as anybody the last couple of years in baseball. And, you know, we heard from the owner, Cohen, that, you know, he's not panicking. Buck Showalter, the manager's not in trouble. The GM is safe, that he believes in the team, and they're going to turn it around. But these two teams should be winning at a consistent basis and be a part of the conversation about teams who are going to play in October and teams that have a chance to win. Now, just be real careful in counting out teams like the Padres and the Mets. People counted out the Phillies last year when they fired Joe Girardi early in the season when that team struggled out of the gate. And we know what happened there, right? The the, the uh, Phillies went to the World Series. They didn't win, but they went. So baseball's a marathon. It's a long way to go. Uh, we still have... Uh, more than three months to go in, in the baseball season. So I'm not, I'm, and and of course with the expanded uh, playoffs and more teams added, there's still more slots that be had. So if I'm a betting man, and sometimes I like to lay a couple shekels down, I'm going to say that the Padres and Mets will both make the playoffs. You heard it right here. They both We'll make the playoffs. I'm not counting either of these teams out. Too early. Too talented. They just have to get it together and and start winning. But I do believe still in the Mets and the Padres.
2: Number three.
3: The first tally of All-Star Vulture out. I always love baseball because the fans get to vote for the players. It's the best way. It's their game. Let the fans see who they want. Forget about... Well, you know, we got to do it uh, analytically or pick be proper and pick by stats. Guys could have great stats, but no flair, no excitement. Fans want to see who they want to see. And just the one thing that was surprising to me is that Ronald Acuna Jr., in the first batch of votes, was the top vote getter over Shohei Ohtani, who's having a monster season, leading the American League in home runs, pitching well, the Angels are playing well, coming into Wednesday at 1-8 out of 10. But still, Ronald Acuna Jr. is that guy, is a star-studded guy. Aaron Judge last year led the All-Star voting. He's been hurt on the IL twice. I think that's hurt him. But Ronald Acuna Jr. is having a uh, dynamite season, uh, you know, stealing bags, you know, people were talking about earlier this year he was on pace to be the first guy to hit over 30 home runs and steal 60 bags. It's never been done. He was on that pace, you know, with the bases being bigger and guys were running at one point point at and being successful at stealing bases at an 83% clip, which is really, really high. But anyway, uh, it was surprising because Shohei has the appeal. Uh, we know he has star power. We know people are interested in seeing a guy who can pitch at that level and also rake at the plate. Uh, But Ronald Acuna Jr., you know, who has a couple of national TV spots now, he's a personality. He's fun to watch. And uh, I happened to be in Phoenix when they played the D-backs, and this dude, I was sitting down the left field line. He hit a ball for a home run onto the concourse where the food and the concessions were. Is out there in Arizona. I just could not believe how far he hit that ball. Pretty amazing, over our heads and into the concession stand. I'm sure they charged him nine dollars for a a soda because the ball came in the concession stand. But anyway, um, this is interesting. Ronald Acuna Jr. is your leader after the first batch of All Star votes have been counted. This is it.
2: We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn.
3: Oh, it's
4: so good.
3: Now let's welcome into the podcast David Grubb, who is an assistant managing editor for MLBBro.com. What's happening, David? How are you?
5: I'm doing well, sir. Always a pleasure to talk to you.
3: No doubt. Let's talk some baseball and stuff that you guys are covering on the site, MLBBro.com, that covers black and brown major leaguers. Let's start with Andrew McCutcheon went back to, back to Pittsburgh where it all started, have recently got his 2000 hit, and now I'm hearing all kinds of stuff, even people making comparisons on whether or not he belongs in the Hall of Fame. Uh, wh- what do you make of his return to Pittsburgh and his return to being a productive player?
5: Well, I think what we're seeing is a, is a player who uh, really enjoys and is being invigorated uh, by the environment that he's in. Uh, We saw, I think, some of that when he was with the Phillies during their run to the playoffs. You saw he kind of fed off of that, was able to carry them for a small stretch. But these are the best numbers he's put up in five years, and it's across the board. He's getting hits into the gap. He's getting home runs. He's getting stolen bases, and he's playing solid defense. So, you look at Andrew McCutcheon, and you also bring that veteran experience. He's the only person on that roster who was around the last time the Pirates did make the playoffs. You know, I think he, he gives them something that they have not had the last few years. They've had talent, but they haven't had an understanding of what it means to win. And he's seen the good, the bad, the ugly in Pittsburgh and in his career.
3: Yeah, he certainly has. But, boy, what a what a rejuvenation uh, by Andrew McCutcheon for sure. Uh, let's go to Marcus Simeon, the second baseman for the Texas Rangers. And and Dave, you know, he got the big contract two years ago, struggled last year, you know, maybe trying to live up to the big deal. And the Rangers as a whole struggled. There was other players who just didn't play that well. But, man, what a year he's had. At one point, had a 25-game hitting streak. And also, I reached base in 33 straight games. This is a guy who uh, three years ago set the uh, all-time home run record for second baseman, and it looks like uh, Marcus Simeon is back comfortable and just playing like he's capable.
5: This is the guy, you know, there was a kind of this stigma that he had that he only played well in even-numbered years. and um, You look at this season, and he's hitting career-high batting average. Like you said, just the power numbers, the speed numbers. Defensively, he's as good as he's ever been. And he's doing it for a Rangers team that is in the hunt, you know, and that's that's the most important part. When he left Toronto, it seemed like that was a team that was on the verge, and he was leaving an opportunity to really win. But the Rangers have invested in that team; they've got a lot of talent around him, um, and it, it just looks like the future is incredibly bright for Marcus Simeon while he's there and has a chance to become one of the greatest second basemen of all time. When you combine his ability to hit in that leadoff position and change the game from there, score as many runs as he does, and then drive in runs with power, um, you know, it, it's the multidimensional parts of it. He's going to be in the MVP race for years to come.
3: Yeah, it's hard when when you have that kind of power and you have speed and all the other things that he can do as a leadoff guy and... and uh and he has over fifty RBIs. Whenever well, you not the All-Star break, he has over. You know, you're knocking in runs from the from the leadoff spot. That that's big time, Dave.
5: I mean, that's a, you know, the only other guy really that we saw who, who does that from the lead position was when those times that Aaron Judge occupied that spot for the Yankees, or when the the Cardinals would put Mark McGuire up there. But that's not Marcus Simeon. <laughs> He's a second baseman. We're that. You know, even Ricky Henderson. When he was dominating as a, as a leadoff hitter, you weren't getting consistent 100 RBI. You get 80, you get 90. But in this era, for a second baseman, a leadoff hitter to be to be driving in that kind of run, that's exceptional.
3: No doubt. Our guest is David Grubb, assistant managing editor from com. Let's talk about some pitching. And Hunter Green in Cincinnati. Uh, just an incredible stat. Uh he has had eight or more strikeouts in his last five starts, which is the first time that a Cincinnati Reds pitcher has done that in 60 years, 6-0. Six David, the sky's the limit for this guy.
5: I think the comparison for him is kind of like a guy like Nolan Ryan because, you know, you look at the, the strikeout numbers, that's 46 strikeouts in, in 28 innings. Just a ridiculous amount of of strikeouts, but he's also not getting deep enough in his starts. And so I think that that's one of those things that we see with power pitchers, when you have that kind of dominant stuff, bringing that second pitch, finding that change-up, that curveball, that other piece that makes you really dominant, whether it's Randy Johnson, whether it's Nolan Ryan, when you were a big, powerful pitcher. I think it just takes a little bit longer. But with Hunter Green, all the good things are there. You know, the mechanics are there. Uh, he, he's solid. His base is good. His his arm is good. So I think it just comes with time. And, and as he continues to develop as a pitcher and learns to be a major league pitcher, yeah, yeah the sky is the limit.
3: No doubt. And, and, and uh, let's go here. Last thing from you, Dave. Aaron Judge and his impact. I mean, people talk about it. I remember... Last year, people were saying, oh, Tani was the MVP, and people were saying, no, Judge. And it wasn't just the 62 home runs, because obviously that was a historic season, but it was also uh, Judge's impact on the Yankees. You remember they were had to win a lot of games, and and they did, and, and Judge came through for them, even when Stanton was out and different players were injured. And you see it this year. When he's not in that lineup, the Yankees aren't the same team. It, it, I mean – his impact is when he's in the lineup, the Yankees are a different team. Is that, is that true, hard to argue?
5: It's impossible to argue. I mean, you look at, at what Otani has, at least he can stand there and say he has the, the greatest player maybe of his generation out, out there with Mike Trout. Who can Aaron Judge count on? You look at that lineup and it's filled with either youngsters or guys who have been inconsistent. Last season, I think if you took him out of the lineup, there wasn't a single guy who finished the season with a batting average over 260. So it was just Aaron Judge against the world, and they've had to bat him leadoff, second, third, cleanup, wherever they've had to put him. they had to play him in right field, center field, and he's played at gold glove level at both of those positions. I, I don't think any player, you know, and yes, Otani is playing both ways, and, and that talent is ridiculous. But like you said, I don't think anybody's value right now to their team. The Yankees are not in the hunt. They are not over 500 if Aaron Judge isn't there. And in the toughest division in baseball, they could be double-digit games out.
3: No doubt. His name is David Grubb from MLBBro.com. Check out the site. Dave, thanks for all your knowledge, my man. Appreciate you.
5: Always a pleasure, sir. There are
1: some things that are too good to keep a secret.
2: It's time for the Pocket Protector Centro. The analytic numbers you need to know. Well, maybe.
3: Anthony Masterson is his name. BS Analytics is his game. What do you got for me,
4: Anthony? Of all the surprising things we've seen so far this season, maybe none are more surprising than what's happening out in the desert where the Arizona Diamondbacks, who were 100-1 to 1 odds to win the World Series when the season started, had the best record in the NL West and are vying with the Braves for the top mark in the league. How did their rebuild pop so quickly even after trading their best player from last season? Sending Dalton Varsho to Toronto netted the D-backs their team's second-leading hitter in Lourdes Gurriel and 23-year-old catching prospect Gabriel Moreno, who's currently fifth on the team among position players in war. Zach Gallen and Merrill Kelly have combined as one of the top pitching duos in the league, both top 10 in the league in ERA, wins, and war as well. But the real reason this team has come out of nowhere is their 22-year-old rookie MVP candidate Corbin Carroll. A first-round pick in 2019, Carroll shot through the system, making his debut last season and creating such a riptide, the team signed him to an eight-year, $111 million extension after only 32 big league games. Carroll has honored that faith in spades, currently ranking in the top five in the NL in average, slugging, total bases, extra base hits, and stolen bases, including a league-leading 998 OPS as of June 14th. Only two rookies have ever won MVP, Ichiro in 2001 and Fred Lynn in 1975, and only two rookies have ever had an OPS over a 1,000, Aaron Judge and Albert Pujols. The MVP in the NL is likely Ronald Acuna Jr. to lose at this point, but Carroll is charging hard as the linchpin for the game's most surprising team.
2: That ball is. It was a big week in the big leagues. Who's
6: up? Who's up? Ah!
2: Or is it fair? And now, from MLBbro.com, here's JR Gamble.
3: Cincinnati Reds rookie sensation, Ellie De La Cruz, has a hype machine behind him that has the baseball world talking about the latest generational talent from guess where, the Dominican Republic. JR, is it foul or fair to say that De La Cruz will be
6: an all-time great player? Foul. An all-time great? Look, Rob, that's the same thing they were saying about Fernando Tatis before he got exposed for juicing. The statuesque height, the speed, the athletic ability, the power. Ellie Dela Cruz has it all. Just a 5 tool complete ball player with all of the metrics, the exit velocity and arm velocity, and on the field... These things just jump off the page. At six foot five, 200 pounds, we haven't seen many middle infielders that size. And with De La Cruz's agility, he gets on base. He has 14 walks and 30 at bats. He's definitely a party starter and cornerstone piece for the Reds who are building talent for a bright future with youngsters such as flamethrower Hunter Green and outfielder Will Benson, among others. Ellie moves to the front of the pack at the franchise as the first potential bona fide superstar out of that system that the Reds have had in some time. He's destined to be their best player since Joey Votto, in short order. I'm just not ready to say he's going to be an all-time great. We said that about Yasiel Puig and Randy Rosarina, who was an incredible player, by the way, but after they had starts to their careers that proved to be a level higher than who they truly are as players. Right now, Dela Cruz is batting about 270. He has only one homer and 30 highly scrutinized and praised MLB at-bats. And his highlights are the cravings of MLB Network and other baseball platforms. I just know a little bit too much about this game of baseball to think that he will become Roberto Alomar 2.0 or have Adrian Beltre power with Eric Davis' speed. But the tools are there. The excitement around De La Cruz is evident. And everyone seems to think he's the second coming. So we'll see.
7: Turn money into more money. Now
6: it's
2: time for Betting on the Bases with Dave Gascot. Love
6: that money. Love that money.
7: Rob, brand new week of the baseball. Glad I can be here with you. No Stanley Cup playoffs, no NBA playoffs. Everything has been put to bed until next season. So Major League Baseball is on the forefront and the stage is ours. Speaking of that, Sandy Alcantara, the 2022 NL Cy Young winner, He's fallen off the map this season. 2-5 and record with an ERA at 475. Marlins are in D.C. over the weekend against the Nationals. I will back Alcantara and the Marlins on Friday night. Yankees and Red Sox continue their rivalry from Fenway Park. I'm going to take New York in this contest on the road to win Friday night's festivities. And then also, I should see a pretty wild affair in Texas. Arlington, that is. Rangers and Blue Jays. Both these teams... Count out the runs. In fact, Texas right now leads all of Major League Baseball with over six runs per game. I'm going to take the over in this contest, at least Friday, between Toronto and Texas.
2: Now bring in the closer. Track one. Track two. Track three. He's out. Here's why MLB is better than the NFL or NBA, and it isn't even close.
3: Reason number 499 why Major League Baseball is better than the NBA and the NFL is simple especially this time of the year where we're starting to see some teams that uh, cohabitate in the same city play each other. Yes, we're talking about the Subway Series, which was taking place in New York at Citi Field. The Yankees taking on the Mets. And uh, on Wednesday, it was a great matchup. Uh, Coming in, Garrett Cole against Justin Verlander, ex-teammates when they were both with the Astros. But uh, that's the special part about baseball. You know, a couple cities have uh, two teams, and uh, they have natural rivalries, and it's still, it's not played out. You don't have that in the NBA or the NFL uh, where you have uh, two teams in the same city, and then there's a rivalry. Uh, Mets and Yankees, you know, Dodgers and Angels, um, White Sox and Cubs. There's others. You know, the Royals and and the Cardinals. I could go on and on and on. And baseball is these natural rivalries uh, in cities. And it's just fun. I can remember going to the very first Mets-Yankees game, you know, regular season game that counted. And it was at Yankee Stadium, me and my buddies. We sat great seats behind home plate. And it was for keeps. It was for real. And here we are many, many moons into it, and people still get jacked for it. It's a special part of the game, the subway series going on in New York, Mets and Yankees, and uh, I think it's awesome. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside the Parker. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat station.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
4: This is
2: Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease,